trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love and we're your hosts shelby and matt shelby you're so not invited to my bat mitzvah <laughs> i wouldn't go if you dragged me <laughs> I, I i was fascinated watching this movie because i've never been to a bat mitzvah or a bar mitzvah of any kind yeah. and i feel like um obviously the ship has sailed for me to <laughs> attend one uh as an age appropriate person (laughs) but i feel like then you get a second round of them when like your friends or like your coworkers or whatever have kids but i i haven't gotten invited to one of those and i want to just for like the sheer spectacle of it yeah especially in new york i know i feel like they'd be super bougie one question i did have about this movie was like where is it set it's set in new york isn't it no, it's definitely not set in – I mean, maybe upstate New York. Yeah, I thought it was – I thought it was – I guess I don't know why I thought it was. Like you thought it was like in like Westchester or something? Yeah, but I guess I don't know why I had it's that definitely in not in the city. Yeah, Because they're like know. driving around It seemed like East Coasty. Maybe like, like Long Ledge. Island? Ridge. Cliff. What? What? You know where they hang out? The like lake, the like riverfront. <laughs> In the oh. movie. Oh, yes. The oh, bridge. yeah. The, like, quarry or whatever yeah. it is that they're at. Um, it seems sort of East Coasty. I guess. See, I in mean, my definitely mind, not, like, California. Oh, that's what I thought it must have been. <laughs> okay, let's look it up. Because I'm like, California has hills. Well, I'm looking. I guess, yeah. Where was it filmed? Production. Toronto. So it was New York. <laughs> that's where they always put <laughs> Yeah, but that Vancouver's also New York now. Everywhere's New York. Um, yeah, so we're talking about you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah, <laughs> which is a Nepo Baby project from the Sandler family. Like the Nepo Baby project to end all Nepo Baby yes, projects. Yes, because this. Adam Sandler is in it, but it, it stars his two daughters and also his wife is in the movie. Yes, yes. It's all produced by Happy Madison Productions, which is his company. It's through um, Netflix, where he has, you know, his deal and has had ver- various movies that have come out in the past yeah, couple of years, including bad. the Murder Mysteries and Newbie Halloween, all of them to rave reviews from both <laughs> members of this podcast. We we are on pro Adam Sandler podcast. <laughs> the more of his friends that we can get into a movie, oh, the I better. Review. Where's David Spade? <laughs> Bring him back. No, but this movie got very good reviews. It has minimal Adam Sandler. It has really none of Adam Sandler's like usual friends. Yes. Um, It sort of feels like this project that the like his daughters wanted to do a movie and they were like, he was like, sure. So he like helped them obviously get the roles and things. (laughs) But um, but it's it's very different from his normal shtick. Yeah. It's much yeah. sweeter. It's more in the like babysitter's club. Are you there? Yes. God, it's me, Margaret, um, school of film about these two girls who are both, I guess, 
turning 13 are 13 Mm -hmm. and they're having their bat mitzvahs and they're getting ready for them. And then they have a best friend feud over a boy and sort of have a friend breakup. And then, you know, it's about them trying to navigate that and navigating school and relationships. And then ultimately becoming friends again at the end of the movie. (laughs) I know. I mean, it's interesting because, yeah, I was surprised. It had like 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, good reviews on like IMDb and Metacritic. But the audience score has been like mid. It's been like 60-ish percent and like a lot of reviews are hating on it. And I'm like, what? what's the expectation here? Like, Conspiracy what? theory Shelby. She's back <laughs> for a second episode this week. What's What happened? Why? I'm just curious. It just seemed to me, I'm always ready for an Adam Sandler hate train. Like, honestly, when he first appeared on this on this movie and was wearing his usual like just grubby outfit to a party, I was like, oh, hate you. But he really is only in this for probably 10 minutes. 10 minutes of And I think film. he's good in the 10 minutes that he's in. And he's fine. He's, he's doing sweet. absolutely nothing offensive. So um, good job. So do we think that the low critic or audience score could be people who are coming to this thinking they're going to get an Adam Sandler movie and then get this yeah. other thing instead? We think I that's probably I guess the that's what I was switch. leaning towards. Like they're just like, wait, wait, there's not enough random bits that never pay off here. I don't understand. <laughs> um, okay, rude. I just honestly the worst part of this movie was the one single random bit that never paid off. I was like this Which bit was that? The like DJ. The DJ getting into car wrecks. The DJ like Oh. I was like why are you here? What is this? You're not even a the famous DJ person. The DJ did sort of suck. Yeah, I thought it was Kyle Mooney at first because he has the glasses and the hat on. I was like yeah. who is this? It has to be someone famous. But then yeah, I was somebody I never the actor it was just is a gag. Edo Moseri? Yeah, it was just a random gag. It made no sense. I I don't know. It absolutely went nowhere. I think, honestly, it was mainly to give... Okay. (laughs) The... The... That's a that's a non important issue, but um, I did want to talk about the older Sandler daughter in this because. Oh yeah, I really liked Sunny. I really liked Sunny Sandler in this. She's the main character. She's the. Stacy, she's Adam Sandler's daughter, and she's like the 13-year-old who's the story revolves around. But she also has this older like high school sister. Played by Sadie Sandler. Sadie Sandler is not destined for really this career. <laughs> I liked the older sister. I, I, thought, was, I thought her I and her like, friend were fun. I just didn't I didn't feel like she was adding anything, not only as a character, but like I felt like Compared to the dynamic energy of Sunny, she was giving me absolutely nothing. She was robotic well, and kind of felt I mean, fake and forced and like well, acting, you know? I didn't, I mean, she definitely did feel sort of robotic, but I felt like that was what her character was supposed to be because her character sort of like checked out girl on your phone energy. Yeah. And obviously, Sunny. The younger sister, like she's the main character, like the entire movie is following her and her relationship with her best friend, who is named Lydia, Lydia, Lydia Rodriguez Katz. And and Lydia's like this super sort of sweet, you know, kind of sidekicky best friend who like sort of tampers herself down a little bit to let um, Stacy get what she wants. And then they have. You know, I think kind of a standard friend breakup kind of situation. And it turns out that Lydia has also been attracted to the same boy for a long time. But 
was laying that down because uh, Stacy was interested in him. Um, and so they have the so they have a friend breakup, and then you know they're the ones who are sort of in the climactic scenes and they're the ones who have the character development where the older sister is basically used to like drive them around and sort of comment on the fact that Stacy's a little bit of a biatch at times and then also be at these bar mitzvahs and look annoyed and be on her phone and be like ugh, like this is for kids I felt like she did all of that perfectly adequately. Okay, I'm happy to hear that. You know, I hope her career flourishes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if either of these people are necessarily getting like, yeah, great yeah. career. I, I guess it the- just seemed to me like if I had to rank the Sandlers, it seemed like she was far below the two, which is cruel to say in that way. But it just was more noticeable having them side by side in so many scenes. Well, I feel like the thing that maybe stood out to me more was the Sandlers in comparison to the non-Sandlers. Because (laughs) I feel like the star of the show is Lydia Rodriguez Katz. Like, I think that actress is so good and so charismatic and so charming. But that's like a child actress. It's not like a Nepo baby, at least that I'm aware of. Samantha Lorraine. She was great. Yeah, loved her. Yeah. And even um and even like Adina Menzel, I feel like is really is fun in this and is is entertaining. And her and Adam Sandler obviously have good chemistry from um Uncut Jams when they were in that together. The She's the craziest thing though is that Adam Sandler's daughters look exactly like Adam Sandler's wife. Yes. And Adam Sandler's wife is in the movie, but is not playing their mother, (laughs) rather is playing Lydia's mother, which is deranged because she looks exactly like the daughter. And yes, Adam Sandler's daughter looks sort of like Adina Menzel, but like not as much as she does like the friend's mom. So it's, it's, it's like it's you should have switched the roles or may or just n- she said, just hey, doctor. Jackie Sandler, yeah. like maybe you're not in this one or you're playing like the rabbi or something. You bring so much to this family, but not cinematically. Um, yeah, she's been in she's been in. She's Halloween, lots right? of his like, movies. I just, yeah, I don't like her. Honestly, that was the thing holding me back is that ultimately with Jackie Sandler, Jackie Sandler and Adam Sandler. I, listen, I love a coming of age film. Oh, you didn't so like this, this very movie. sweet. No, I did. I liked oh. it. It was fun. It was sweet. It's like not nearly as like well done as like, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. But this is a funny, like easy coming of age tween girl life capturing moment. And I liked it. It was fun. I recommend it. I recommend it. But I will say, I did not <laughs> enjoy Adam Sandler's presence in this, nor any of the parents. I felt like it was weird how uninvolved and yet suddenly involved they were. I just, it, I was confused by the energy of the film at times where it was like, who's, how are they not like, aware but then they'll like say something and be like oh i i've i've been telling i've been noticing you've been down and it's like well why haven't you talked to her about it like you know what i mean like those sort of realistic parental moments were missing in service of like being sort of sillier and like very teen focused which works but i think other tween stories have proven that you can have 
realistic parenting without it getting in the way of the plot and making it feel like there's two different movies going on that these people are acting in. Yeah, the I mean, I loved this movie. I thought it was so good. I cried at the end. Oh, like, wow. Like, I really enjoyed this. I, I do think Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret is a better movie and in some ways a similar movie to this. So it it was kind of like, okay, we got two of these like three months away from yeah. each other and they're kind of doing the same thing. But I... And I understand what you're saying about the parents because, like, okay, one of the girls is throwing a massive pool party at her house while her parents are gone. It's like, <laughs> you're 13 year olds. Like, I don't think that this is like something that happens when you're in middle school necessarily, or like that you're smart enough to pull this off without the parents realizing what's going on. Or they all somehow end up at this ledge together and they're going to do this cliff jump. And again, it's like, where are the parents? Like, how? How well, is and even nobody just involved? like even just like Adina being like, you're not gonna wear that slutty dress, and then being like, here, I got you the slutty dress without really like, I didn't know why, like you know, just little things like that, or like they're mad at her for kissing, so so Adam Sandler goes and like rips her a new one, and it's like, but then they're also like offhand in so many ways that it sort of like doesn't make sense why he why they're like chill with her getting her ass handed to her in that way, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, I get it. I definitely think that there are moments like Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret is like a realistic movie where the like the comedy is sort of like minimal and very like everyday kind of situational things. And also, Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, like uh, Rachel McAdams is. I mean, yeah. it's not the main character, but is like sort of the main character. Like she has a whole storyline that is dedicated to herself and trying to like figure out who she is as a mother and and um and as a person separate from being a mother. Where in this movie, it's like the adults don't have plot lines. The adults are there in service of the kids. And there are plenty of sort of zany things that happen, such as the DJ keep getting in car accidents or like the kids like <laughs> going to Hebrew school and making out in the um I don't know, altar area, whatever that's called. Like, I think there there are, uh, and the jumping off of a cliff and like losing your bloody pad. Like, there are things that are just there for sort of like jokes and it's more heightened and less realistic. But I didn't necessarily yeah. dislike that. It just makes the tone of the movie sort of different. But honestly, it kind of worked for me because I think that the bar mitzvahs or bat mitzvahs are so sort of heightened and strange in and of themselves. And I think that, I mean, I've never been to one, but from what I've heard <laughs> from people, I think that is fairly true and accurate that it's like, there are these big parties that are planned for 13 year olds that have themes that 13 year olds pick that are sort of related to a religious event, but like kind of only nominally depending on which family you're in and then yeah. also our parties for adults so there's all this like drinking but then there's also 13 year old like it does I think that that is so weird in and of itself that some of the weird elements of the film like felt like they made more sense to me or fit more thematically where are you there God it's me Margaret there's not like I don't know like everything is sort of much yeah, more yeah, toned yeah. down. It's yeah. like, oh, can you make these stars for the gymnasium? Yeah. Like, oh, like, am I going to pad my bra? You know, <laughs> like very normal things. Yeah, no, this is like, 
this was like or like the rabbi's boy. weird yeah <laughs> this is like the boys but take away the r-rated comedy you know it's like it's having a lot of fun it's very interested in its own like subculture of childhood and i liked that i liked that it wasn't like it didn't like spare time to like make sure everyone knew every little bit about this Jewish like culture and tradition. It was just like, you know, throwing words around, throwing uh, traditions around, not explaining it and just letting it feel lived in. And I really like when movies yeah, do I that. Yeah, I did like that too. And um, and it made it more fun and kind of like a, a different, I don't know, kind of perspective into the coming of age story. And they clearly had fun with it too, because the whole opening is like, everyone has a different like time to become a woman. And mine is this party that's going to define my life forever. And everyone's in on the joke that, well, it's just a party. But then by the end, you like, it's a beautiful party. <laughs> Girlhood, <laughs> female friendship. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, apparently more moved by that than you were. Uh <laughs> But no, I really liked this, and I thought that the yeah yeah that the uh, like I like when we get movies about certain subcultures of people who are perhaps a bit more underserved in the arts. Yeah, and obviously, there's lots of movies that are about Christians and churches and Christmas and that kind of thing. There aren't that many. Jewish focused movies and so I think to have one that's so fully focused on that is interesting it reminded me a little bit of Shiva Baby which came out a couple of years ago and watching that and sort of um, you know this the whole uh, subculture of like sitting Shiva and wakes and and what how Jewish people like mourn the passing of a loved one, which is in some ways similar, but in some ways really different from the Christian circle. And oh, so like yeah. this reminded me in some ways of like going through confirmation and Sunday school and those sorts of things. But then at the same time, like we didn't have these parties. <laughs> um, it didn't signify things in the same way. So I liked how all of that was integrated and that, yeah, like you can have a, funny tween comedy that's also about Jewishness and it's not that weird and it's very like watchable and approachable even for people who aren't Jewish. So yeah. I liked that aspect of it a lot too. Did Mormons have anything like this? <laughs> Dare I ask? <laughs> I mean, not in this sense. No, I mean, um, there's like, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like the men get the boys get the priesthood at like age twelve and eighteen. And um What does that mean? They're blessed that with when, the power of God. I don't I, I is mean Is that when they have to start wearing the weird underwear? No, that's through the temple. You get layers of, of covenants that you build on mm. top of each other. Um <laughs> here a little, there a little. Um line by line, precept upon precept. Um so no, I mean there was the idea I think I think it's pretty, you know, general, like, oh, you're 16, like, but even that, you're, like, not supposed to date until, <laughs> I hadn't even thought about this, so that's I'm, I'm like, laughing. you're not able to get through this. This no, is rough. No, no, so it's, like, you, when you turn 16, you can start dating, but you're not supposed to go on single dates until you're ready for marriage, which is, like, adulthood at 18. So 
like you're not really allowed to date before you turn 16. But then when you turn 16, you're officially, you know, welcome to courting, but only in group settings. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is wild. Know, Thank God we escaped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's um yeah, it was a huge scandal. I went to prom when I was 15. It was like, oh my gosh. But it was okay because it was it was set up by our with parents. a boy. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went on a group date with a boy and it was my first date and it was to prom. It was his junior prom. And I, I feel like I've seen dress. pictures of you in this era. Yeah, I was I was I don't know if I was wearing a big pink tulle princess gown. Were you wearing those weird little glasses? That is so rude. No, I was not. Did you have that funky haircut? <sighs> no. <laughs> no, because it had grown out by then. So I was like, <laughs> it was like, you know, I, I had like normalish hair. It was up in an updo. Very okay. Curly. Okay. Um, we need but, pictures yeah, no. of these on the social marketing, <laughs> social media campaign. <laughs> it's hard to find, but yeah. I, I went for the dress. I'd never met him before, but I what it was because it was like his date like backed out last minute so his mom knew my mom and was like hey would Shelby want to go and so it was like all set up but but was he a Mormon yeah yeah but you were not of the age of the covenant I know so you had did you have to ask the grand elder or whatever if you could do it no it's much more it's not like a law where I lose my you know honor amongst my members it's an it's a strongly suggested number that was in the we had these packets called for the strength of youth that were like guidelines on how to be a good a good obedient child oh <laughs> like only one ear piercing and you know don't don't wear crop tops and tank tops and and no heavy petting <laughs> not heavy petting the we also had these like bizarre rules for our like dress codes and things. Yeah. And like they were always very focused on boys not having hair that touched their ear. Oh, interesting. And so like Cute. if you had like long shaggy hair, and I don't know if you remember, but I was growing up in the era of like the Harry Potter, like yeah. uh episode or Harry Potter and the Five. Goblet of Fire, sort oh, of yeah. like everybody with the shaggy haircuts. And so that was not Christian to have your hair that long. <laughs> and we judged Harry Potter for it. But also kids who did have their hair like that would sort of come up with weird ways to like slick their hair back or up <laughs> or spike it or something so that it didn't touch their ear even though it was longer. But now yeah. looking back, I'm like, what was this? Like this was the most deranged rule yeah. that had nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Well, at BYU, you can't have beards. I I don't know why. Which is also crazy because <laughs> Mormons have beards. Yeah. It's like a... As I learned from uh, Under the Banner oh, of yeah, Heaven. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Under the Banner of Heaven has taught us quite a lot. Yeah, Under the Banner of Heaven. Honestly, I'm going to have to do like um, a religion starter pack that's like... That's like... <laughs> don't. Under the I'm Banner of Heaven. I'm going to from everyone who's still You are Mormon. so not invited to my bat mitzvah. Like, I'll I'll, I'll get some Christ Christian yeah. ones as well. <laughs> um, You know, and we'll really just start selling them like yeah, you want to yeah. know about religions like here you go yeah yeah no we didn't really have any like life of pie traditions. you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm trying to think of like yeah it was really like if people wanted a sweet 16 they do a sweet 16 type thing but um yeah nothing like this definitely not i mean i grew up casually watching oh my gosh can you hear that yes i Disgusting. can what was that the dog yeah <laughs> 
it's Lupe just a second. <laughs> what is she doing? Is she burping? Sorry, I I don't know. Dogs get hairballs too sometimes. It's disgusting. <laughs> That's wild. And yet people, whenever I say, oh no, pets, gross, are always like, what are you talking They're about? So pets that must be awful. That's loves bed and dog loves me so much and loves me more than anybody else on an unconditional love. And it's like, no, it's yeah. it's very conditional love. It's just that you give it food. Yeah, no. So well, it's like Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. She's gone. She listened to me. She's going downstairs to get some water. So we're good. Um but Oh my gosh, you have two floors? Yeah, yeah. We have a loft. Oh my gosh, it I sounds know. bougie. Oh my gosh, we've made it. I know. Can I can't wait that? to see this place. <laughs> come 2024. Um, yeah. I'll come visit. We'll go see Snow White together. Um, <laughs> when you were 13, what would your have bar mitzvah theme been or bat mitzvah, I oh. guess? Mine would have 100% been Harry Potter. Oh, cute. That would have been good. I feel like, honestly, honestly, that was the era of my Titanic phase. I don't know how I would have made a party around it, but I probably would have done something. It would, probably would have been in bad taste. I don't. I mean, I don't think. I think Titanic's too old to be in bad taste. You know what I mean? Like, like yes, a bunch of people did I die mean, in it, but <laughs> but like Titanic is taste, on Broadway, like, and that's you know, yeah, that's or true. Off-Broadway. I don't know. I mean, I just think. Yeah, like if every table was like a like, different corpse F? and you were eating yeah. off the body, then yes, but. Yeah, it could have been like lifeboats and then like, well, like you know, it just, it could have gotten bad is what I'm saying. A photo booth that's the back of the stage and you, stagecoach <laughs> and you just like put your hand print there. No, I hadn't mm. seen Titanic the movie. I was obsessed with Titanic, the original lore. Oh. I was not allowed to watch Titanic because okay. of the nudie, nudie boobies. Oh, so never mind. So, so then no. I think, so then I think the bar yeah, mitzvah theme does, does, yeah. yeah, is in bad taste because it's not even about like the fun, like, oh, romantic no. movie. It's like, no, no just you like... were just into death. <laughs> yeah. It would have just been like survivor wow. letters about so, like what they survived. So strange. So strange. I know. I no know. wonder it took like. I think every girl has a Titanic phase. I really do. It's like Titanic or Egyptian culture. Like, it's just like, there's something about it that just speaks to the I don't know. I I, I have met people who also went through a Titanic phase. So it's not another like I mean just my grandma me. did. Um another <laughs> another social media question that we have. Did you go through A a Titanic phase, B an Egyptian yeah. <laughs> phase, or C none Both. of the above? Because it would be me. <laughs> <laughs> I was freaking making hieroglyphic like clay bars in I my think you were just school. weird like there's th- there were other people who were in these th- I'd never had either of these yes places. that's why there's an entire like subculture of like Egyptian fiction you know like ancient Egypt fiction stories for the middle grade crowd it's a thing it's a whole thing but I mean um, I guess I read like magic treehouse or whatever well there you go and you were like oh what an int- That's probably what sparked it. It's like, wow, Titanic. What I think there was there? also a Titanic Magic Treehouse. There was a hundred percent. Wow, we barely survived. Well, no, I do feel like that. There are things that feel very big to you in elementary school because they're taught every year in like history class or whatever and then you get into the real world and it's like oh yeah actually nobody cares about this and nobody discusses it at all. Like Claire Barton, you know, it's like. 
Like Claire I feel like Barton. I learned about Clara Barton 900 times. She was like a Civil War nurse. Oh. <laughs> like every year we had a section on Clara Barton because she was like a, and it's like I have not heard her name once since. Then. I don't. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The founder of the American Red Cross. Yes, That's the Civil yes. War. Yeah, good for her. Happy for her. Um, right, but then yeah. or like Florence Nightingale. She was also a nurse, I think. I had learned a lot about the revolutionary heroes. I don't remember their names, but they um, made an impact. George Washington. On me. No, uh, the women. Alexander Hamilton. The women. Oh, the women. Like Betsy a- Ross. There That's was Betsy one. Ross, and then there was the one who like snuck in as a soldier, and I thought that was so cool. She was so dope. Um, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, but yeah, no, I I feel like this is an unrealistic film for a lot of people because I never would have had a party this size. <laughs> I don't know how these kids know so many people, but I'm happy for them. I really am. Yeah, there's definitely a level of wealth here, which I think would have been nice to know where this is based so that we could be like, okay, yes, this is because also there's like there's a some sort of Jewish center where they go to take classes. But I don't know if it's like the is it the just the synagogue? And then how often do they have to go for the classes? Yeah, I was it sort of like confi- a training, Hebrew school, like I think, a preparatory. Yeah, yeah. So I had some, I had some follow up questions yeah. on. No, it was definitely that. like it was definitely coastal, like because it's clearly like a very high concentration of wealthy Jewish yeah. people. Yes, very wealthy. And they Jews. have this gorgeous like synagogue and this really hip hipster rabbi. We Sarah Sherman in Michigan. We had open houses which is a phrase that i think that other people don't use but they're basically like graduation parties and Mm -hmm. everybody had a massive one of those when they graduated high school um but how would you all have a graduation party yeah no that's the thing is that (laughs) for like the month of may slash june like every saturday sunday there would be open houses and you would just have like a docket of them that you would go to (laughs) so like years like when i was younger you know you i would just go to like friends or like family friends or whatever so there'd be less of them but then once i got to high school like the Uh, year before i graduated my year and the year after you were just like the year it was yes it was like just an (laughs) onslaught of them and you would go and and but they would always be like in the person's garage or like their driveway and they would have food and some, you know, snacks and drinks and stuff. And that was like it. And, but if you were fancy, maybe you'd have like a, you know, one of those like inflatable bounce houses or like you'd rent a mini golf course or, you know, one of those yeah. kind of things. But, uh, but that was the extent of the events that we had. Yeah. And they were not nearly as cool as this. There was no DJ. There was no, <laughs> you know, maybe someone's like brother would make up cd mixtape or something yeah no it was these are definitely you like get like a sheet the cake MTV from kroger Sweet 16 style yes. parties, like very over the top high high budgets um and i think overall the story like really thrives when it's focused on this like sweetness of the teenage girl angst and this friendship in its highs and lows and then you kind of lose steam for me personally like when you pull back and you're like trying to yeah, you have these questions about like who are these kids? Why are they doing these like 
how are they getting around so much? Who's like watching them? Why are you know, like, what are these parents doing at this party? Like, what's the point of this parent who's giving children alcohol? Like, it was very like, there were a lot of like bits happening in the background. They weren't as annoying as Adam Sandler's usual side plots, but they were there and it was kind of like, okay, I don't really care about this. But when they're, when they're centered on Sunny, who I think does a good job. So when it's centered on Stacy and Lydia, it was really sweet. Stacy had a lot of fun, like, going from like it was it was a very real feeling for a teenage girl such as myself um to watch them kind of like have this falling out but then like both kind of resent and want to fix it multiple times but never being able to like really get it right until things came to a very dramatic head and it was very sad oh the trauma i don't oh, know oh yeah given. Uh, yeah i, I like best friend fights are some of the worst and i feel yeah. like for girls specifically that's a yeah thing um and what, yeah you've never but, had a screaming match in a parking lot like <laughs> well why not i guess the thing with like me growing up is like yes i did have a best friend but it was it's like i wasn't friends with the boys because i was gay and the girls all like mostly sort of had best friends that were girls so I was always sort of like either a third or mm. you know like or I was in a friend group and my best friend sort of like sh she and I were really close but that was sort of because like I mean she turned out to be a lesbian and so we were both sort of like the outsider kind of people right. but we didn't live close enough to each other that we you know, hung out together every day or like were as codependent as these girls were because yeah. like we went to the same like weird homeschool group or whatever. So <laughs> she probably lived like 40 minutes away from me. And so I didn't really have like a best friend in middle or in, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school. And then I feel like when I got to college, I was just sort of so baked into the mindset of like being in a friend group that that never occurred either so I guess I've had like kind of falling outs with certain people but it's usually like oh the friend group has 10 people in it and one of them sort of becomes annoying or whatever <laughs> and so we sort of like bump that one off and continue <laughs> on you know or that yeah kind of yeah thing. no for sure I think honestly the parts of this movie that felt like the most real were the early scenes where you could sense that there was a a shift or kind of a waking up or an awareness of like things changing where it's like mm -hmm. the little friends started to feel like more awkward about their dorky friends or like or like they felt like they needed to like they were complimented by the cool kids and she was like oh um thanks and you could just like feel this sort of like coming of age shifting where at that stage it's just so easy for things to rock your world apart and like everyone's growing up and suddenly getting new interests and like different interests and like competing interests. And so I felt like all of that early stuff where like, you know, they end up at this party with the cool girls and they're kind of overcompensating and like they're both like judging if the other one's having fun to like see if they should feel like worried about it. And then, you know, she does her jump to impress the boy and then her pad comes out and it's like oh my gosh and then the friend laughs and it's like oh no and so like you can feel like the build up in a really 
realistic way where you can see why this friendship fell apart, like why it felt so into the world level trauma. Um, and then like the throwing the party without inviting her and kissing the boy. Oh my gosh. It's like all of that, like into the titular line of you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah. We're so like good and like simple and like all in the subtleties that I really like liked. And then watching these friends kind of trip around wanting to be friends again, but also being really hurt by each other. That was like, that was ringing true for me. <laughs> yeah, I I thought that it really worked well. It, it do, it's not like eighth grade or something where it feels so realistic, yeah. but I definitely felt very lived in and I liked that the characters' emotions all felt very authentic. And then when they get to back together sort of at the end, that, I don't know, it's it's such like a nice sort of euphoric moment. There are places that everything is just outlandish. Like one of the plot lines is that Adam Sandler's daughter is supposed to make the like entrance video for her friend for the bat mitzvah. And so she like puts together this sort of like hate compilation of, (laughs) of videos of the friend. And then Adina Menzel thinks that that's the video that's supposed to be the entrance video. So gives it to the other mom and then no one apparently watches it before (laughs) the bat mitzvah. And so it's this real like horrific moment um, where all of these like awkward cringe videos are displayed to every single person who's there. And that kind of stuff was a little bit like, okay, I think like eh, this is too far fetched for comedy. (laughs) My, my point of like, but I didn't mind it was, yeah, yeah, it was fine. Cause it's like, this isn't as outlandish as other teen or tween comedies we've gotten. But when she realizes she has to like apologize publicly. And so in the middle of her actual, like, um synagogue temple speech she stops and like starts to give her a round of apologies i was like oh good for her good for you but then she gets to the boy they both had a crush on and she basically just like reads him to filth like just drags him and i was like damn girl he's just a kid too like he didn't really he didn't feel bad to me or like nefarious he just like he kissed a girl and then got a crush on the girl who sent him provocative pics like you know I didn't feel like he deserved the public lashing he got and frankly he's a 13 year old too who probably would feel pretty sad about that in real life and so just perpetuating harm you know yeah here Shelby supports the patriarchy that's what I'm learning she likes no, Barbie I she think likes this guy I'm just Pro- saying he didn't do anything and she you was can't see the video right now, but him. she's wearing a I love David Zaslav t-shirt could be right suicidal now. after that like it was a lot I mean is I what guess I'm saying. that's true the I did like the guy in this movie though the sort of love interest that he yeah. wasn't like a complete dick he was yeah, just exactly. kind of this doofy kid who was sort of nice and sort of not but it was just like i don't know jumped from girl to girl to girl yeah and that ultimately the lesson was not like he's bad or men are bad but sort of just like oh like a boy will come and go but like your best friend is who matters the most yeah but that's why that like that slap in the face during her speech felt so random and like unearned because it's like why did she need to chew him out it was about her learning well, and she he was wasn't mad like, still he know? wasn't actually like anything 
anyways, it doesn't matter. My point is that she was like really forgiving to the mean girls and really like obviously self-reflective on her problems and like cruelty. And then ultimately like turns her attention to giving Stacy the party she always or Sadie. No, Lydia. No, Stacy. The party she always deserved. <laughs> She's Stacy. Lydia. She's Stacy giving Sadie, Lydia. Sunny. Yeah. Sunny so is Stacy, whose sister is Sadie, giving Lydia, the friend, her party that Stacy, played by Sunny, ruined. You get it? Okay. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, what? Oh, I feel like this movie, for as lovely as it was, there's not a ton to talk about in it. Is there anything that we didn't touch on? Oh, no, it, the fact that Esty Heim did the music for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for her. Esty is the guitarist. Is that right? I think she's the bassist, technically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. She's the Drumming oldest something. sister, I think. She seems um, like the coolest. And she did the music for White Lotus. She also did the music for Do Revenge. Oh, no, that's a good And Cha Cha Real Smooth. That's a good movie. <laughs> I do love Do Revenge. I, I don't even do cocaine. cocaine. I don't that's even know what it looks one. like. <laughs> An iconic line. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think she's, she's really diversifying her uh, work. And that's good for her because how long can you really extend a girl band these days? Well, and then the other sisters doing um, – Alana is obviously acting. She was in Licorice Pizza. And then Danielle has been doing uh, more like songwriting kind of things and like oh, making appearances she? on other albums. Not like movie songs, but I think just um, – Just solo work? Yeah, for like other credits. Because I've I've listened to stuff where it's just Danielle oh, like on a, somebody else's music. But more like alt-rock kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I saw her name in the credits and I was like, oh, the Hyam sisters. But it was just Esty. So. Just Esty. Good for her. Esty's going to swear she was with me. Maybe Esty will win an Oscar before Taylor Swift wins an Oscar. <laughs> Do you think Taylor will be okay with that? Yeah, yeah. She's the big girl's girl. Mm, is she, though? Is she? Is she as long she, as they don't she. cross her personally. Yes, well, exactly. As long as they're less <laughs> successful than her. I feel like she doesn't really have to deal with people who are more successful than her very often. Yeah, yeah. Not so But she far. strikes me as someone who would not take that too well. I'm um. Okay, well, I think that's the end of this episode. We are going to be off the next two weeks because Shelby is going on a vacation to Utah <laughs> and then I am going on a vacation to Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of which are not quite vacations, but kind of. Yeah, um, in their uh, own way. And then, yeah, we'll be back mid-September for more stuff. And at that point, we'll be getting into the fall film, you know, awards contender conversation. So hopefully we'll have some better stuff coming down the pipeline and we won't have to be picking up random scraps off of Netflix, yeah. but who knows? Fingers crossed. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.